Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, and I am back again with another episode. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the dynamics of a relationship. And by relationship, I personally mean um, like a boyfriend and girlfriend or partnership, um, companionship, a romantic relationship of sorts. Um, this may kind of apply to friendships, but, or even, you know, family relationships and dynamics, but more or less my examples, kind of my thought process comes from, from that. Um, I haven't necessarily talked about relationships, although I've hinted in previous episodes that I need to go down that, down that spiral. I will be very honest with you guys. I am currently, um, learning still. So it, it's hard for me to, to to offer advice or bring up the topic being that I'm still the student. But there have been some aha moments that I've had recently and I thought they were pretty valuable to share with you guys and hopefully you guys can understand or reflect um, on my findings and the things that um, I've been I've been understanding or come coming to understand within relationships. Um, once again, these are just my thoughts. These are my, my perspectives on things. So don't take them as, you know, the Holy grail, but, um, specifically with relationships, I find that people are a lot more protective, um, of their relationship and judgmental of others. Um, simply because, you know, there's this, this sense that you have to have it all together and it has to make complete sense. And it has to, um, seem as though it needs to work for you and for the other person. A lot of it, I believe when it comes to relationship has, has to do with, you know, who you see that person or who you see yourself with and the qualities that they have and the characteristics that they have and the things that they're able to accomplish or navigate. And, Unfortunately, we don't always miss we we don't always meet that mark, and so there are some struggles and dips along the road. And some of us are currently going through those dips and struggles, and are trying to find a way out or trying to understand why are we in this place in general. And so that's kind of what I'm aiming for, or who I'm speaking to in this regard. Um, I will say really quickly, you guys check out everythingandme.com. Check out Everything and Me IG. That's where I'm mostly on, but I also have an Everything and Me FB for Facebook and Everything and Me TW for Twitter. Um, and we also have a LinkedIn as well too. But yes, going back to that in general. Um, oh, and the 29th of September, I am going to do I'm finally, finally going to do the workshop where I talk about setbacks and failures. So I think it's about that time we get back on that bandwagon of doing a once a month workshop. So Friday, September 29th, completely free. Um, check out that information on everythingandme.com. And I hope to see you guys there. So getting back into this episode. Okay. So with failures and, and, you know, struggles when it comes to relationships, I think all of us feel very frustrated. I want to be very clear. Relationships are multi-layered. There's so much more to the story than what meets the eye. And um, over time, I've been able to realize this. I hope that I can organize it in a way that you guys can understand and have some connectivity with me when I talk about it. Because as you guys probably know by now, if, if not, if this is your first episode, welcome. Um, I am. We are all multi-dimensional individuals. We are not just black and white. I will tell you guys this. We all have a past. We all come with different things. We all have triggers. We all have moments of life that we um, wish may may wish we have done a little bit differently. Um, there's so many pieces of us. So just be mindful when you are listening to this or going through this, that there's so much more to the story. And there's obviously going to be a lot that, you know, maybe I don't touch on, but I want to hopefully, you know, allow you guys to be aware or just think a little bit wider when it comes to relationships. So a couple things when in a partnership, and I say partnership now because of the fact that in the past I have, I've been victim to the role of a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse that has these expectations or titles that they're supposed to uphold. Um, and I felt as though 
you know, the actions that they, they had should fall in line in that bubble, in that, that title. Um, I've later grown to, to yearn, want, try to design, um, a partnership in which the, both of us are hand in hand involved in a union that requires both of our efforts. So we are interconnected. So think about putting your hands out, like completely spread wide and then, you know, interlocking them, um, with each other in the gaps that you have between your fingers. That's literally what I'm doing right now, but that's the the concept with, you know, ex- if they're individual, they're fine. They can still hold things, but once they're together like that, it's a secure a more secure foundation. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's the kind of concept or that's the goal. Now think of your fingers as different triggers, experiences, issues, things that you're going through. And if these two individuals who are currently going through individual issues, um, are weakened or they're broken or they're not exactly, um, in the best shape, it's going to alter that foundation. It's going to hurt that foundation in ways that, um, it's going to be really hard to operate or uh, create that same partnership. Now, just defining more partnership and what that means and what that looks like is that this other individual is, um, choosing keyword choosing to participate in a union or, um, a, a partnership that is not necessarily codependent, but has a has a purpose. They have a purpose um, in in being um, involved in a sense that there are things, whether they be interchangeable or sometimes <clears throat> strategic, or they're literally like sought out after because of this one great skill. So for instance, someone doesn't like to cook in the relationship, but somebody does. And you say to yourself, okay, I really want somebody who can cook because I can't cook, but I would love to, to be with a chef. So you, you, you're you seeking out someone specifically to handle some facet of the relationship. So it could be cooking, it could be cleaning, it could be organizing, it could be money, it could be anything really. Um, so someone can be sought out for something that's specific, or it could be something that the two, you know, quote unquote opposites or the personalities attract and create, um, a new fused, um, union or foundation. Now I struggled, um, and still struggle <laughs> with relationships, um, I've been in several relationships and I've also been single for stint. So I prefer to be in a relationship that just to me, I'm more comfortable in that space. I I do enjoy the, um, idea of, and I say idea, um, idea of security, comfortability and access and, um, union and, and, um, just overall like commitment. I do enjoy that. I know that, it isn't always guaranteed. I know that it is a choice. I know that there are other ways of finding a partnership or commitment. Um, but for me specifically that works because I do enjoy having the complete access and attention of someone. Um, I'm not, (laughs) not, I don't, I don't treat people the same. I don't treat, um, I don't treat you know, individuals the same when there is a multitude of like their attention could potentially be going elsewhere or if my attention is going elsewhere. Um, it's just not the same. I don't have enough energy. I don't, I don't know how some people are able to do it. And if that's your thing, you know, polyamorous or open relationships, you know, you like the diversity, you like what you like, and you don't care really what the package looks like or comes with, you know, kudos to you that, 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 that works for you. But for me specifically, that just didn't never worked for me. I never cared for that. Um, I'm pretty targeted in my efforts and my energy. And for me, that works has always worked best, but I did, I'm not afraid to be alone. Like that's one thing about me that I've never been hesitant about or, you know, had an issue with. So when it came to being alone or single or choosing myself, 
that's not that's not an issue with me simply because I know my worth and I've worked really hard even at times where I felt um, less than or felt like my self-esteem was down there's a piece of me a strand in me that won't allow me to to forget that I am amazing I'm awesome and I'm a great person um, that usually stems from <clears throat> my efforts in just genuinely being a good person, being mindful of my impact in other people's lives or my impact in how I, um, I exist in a community. I'm very mindful of that sort of stuff. And I really do try to be kind and, um, friendly and open and honest and, um, really forthcoming with good energy in general. So that's always stabilized me whenever, you know, that potential fear has come up. So that's never been an issue. But with relationships in general, or historically for me, relationships, my first relationship um, wasn't really a relationship. It was a, a I wouldn't say a one way, but it was a, a, a first like situation of where I was very, very interested in a guy and he, he did like me as well too, but it was different. Um, I, I definitely liked him a lot more and I really wanted something out of our relationship and he wasn't ready. So that fizzled, um, didn't last very long. It was more me liking him and keeping my distance because this wasn't going to work out. The first relationship that I was ever in um, was with a guy who um, was older than me, not much older, a year or two older than me. And um, we we actually met at a mall, spent some time together. And then the the following day we hung out and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I said, yes, because there was such an energy from him of just complete like comfort and stability. He, he definitely demanded attention and not in a, um, not in a loud way. He was very calm. Um, he ultimately left and went to the military and that was my first love. And that was someone who, um, has really saw me for being such a strong individual before I saw it myself. Um, and I always appreciated that. And he always was very courteous and very kind to me. Um, just a very good, solid individual. And I always appreciated that from him. Just very, I, It was just a very mature relationship. Um, when he went off to, to serve, I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to partake and continue the relationship because we weren't together that long. And I wasn't ready for such a commitment at that time. Um, still young, still trying to figure out my life. And so I I, <clears throat> I made that very clear. I was very communicative that that's not going to happen. But I still kept in contact and, and checked in and stuff like that. And, you know, we still do every, occasionally, you know, see each other via social media these days. Um, but, you know, that was a very interesting relationship. And that dynamic um, was interesting to be led by someone who was so, um, impressionable without just his, just his essence was very like, it demanded attention. I always remember that. Um, and which was fitting to go into the service, you know, armed services, because that's what he's doing now is demanding attention from individuals all the time. Um, but yeah, so that was my first, first go around with a relationship. And, you know, I was, I found I started to get my own groove and just knowing like there are boundaries, there are things that I can set myself up for um, that I wanted to be participating in. Um, I felt he was a great pick. I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to to feel safe and fall into something with someone. Um, and he always was very protective over me. And I, I definitely enjoyed that sense of like, not just physical, but just like, you know, mindful of not being hurtful or vindictive. Like we rarely, you know, I was the one who was probably spazzing and having my fake arguments and issues. And he definitely was the calming source of like, I'm not going to give you the, the hoorah. And, you know, like I mentioned before, coming from a very, um, verbally toxic family dynamic, um, I definitely exhibited those behaviors in that relationship. Um, but he was very good at grounding me and not allowing me to, to 
bust wide open and, and go into this spiral. He was very good of just like calming the noise. And I definitely appreciated that because it allowed me to have the restriction that I needed in order to not further damage, um, you know, him, me. And it was, it was a really great opportunity for me to learn myself a lot more. Now, following that, the next relationship was quite, quite interesting. This relationship, I, I definitely felt deeply in love and it was with technically someone that I probably shouldn't have been with <laughs> um, because that person was in, in a place of transition into a direction that I wasn't necessarily in agreement of. Um, and I felt like I, the person was so far from removed from my day to day. I never liked dating anyone that was in the same school as me or too close. Um, because I just, I needed some privacy. Now that I'm older, I, I recognize that's what it was. Um, I never really was one to, to boast and to promote, you know, my relationship through social media or my circles. Um, I always enjoy some sort of privacy, but, um, yeah, that relationship was very interesting because it was my first relationship in which I had as much um, access as technically I wanted to, but his mom hated me. His mom could not stand me, could not stand me. So to this day, she, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she looked at me sideways, um, but she just couldn't stand me. She didn't like the direction I was I was taking him in and requiring of him um, to step up, you know, things like bossy and controlling came up in our relationship about my behavior. He was, um, definitely, I guess a lot more submissive, not as much of a quote unquote leader, very go with the flow, very like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but he, he definitely had a side where he was testing the boundaries with the relationship between his mom and him and was standing up for me or, you know, creating some distance between he, um, him and her. And, you know, he was her only child. So there was definitely that friction there of this individual's taking you away from me. Um, <clears throat> I was heartbroken. I remember the Kishiko album came out and that was my joint. I was like crying. I remember like, it was just, it was just so stressful. I remember the whole album because of it. Um, but in that relationship, it was, it was toxic in the sense that it wasn't going to go anywhere. I was desperate for it to move in a certain direction and to move out and to have independence because that was a very, um, very obvious, clear theme in my life. And, um, I wanted that relationship to, to, to become, um, at the time that, example of that, my first step in that direction of, you know, taking care of bills and having adult, you know, um, an adult version, if you will, of that relationship. But, you know, over time things deteriorated and it just got really bad with communication and confusing and it just didn't, it didn't make sense. And it was very hard for me to let go of that relationship I think because, you know, when you are, you know, when the role had switched where I was more of the leader, if you will, and you have somebody who doesn't really complain and isn't really, you know, stopping or really isn't putting their foot down, you get comfortable. You get, you feel like, okay, I'm doing the right thing because I'm not getting that much resistance. The resistance that I got didn't last long or it wasn't the end of the world kind kind of deal. So to me, that signal, like, it's okay. Everything that I'm doing is okay. Everything that's going on is fine. But that wasn't the case of on his end internally. And that's why I talked about him transitioning. He was actually in the process of making life decisions that would completely go in a different direction than me. But I didn't see that at the time. And so that's why you get this, I got this sense of like, oh, I'm missing out. Oh, you know, what am I going to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but over time, you know, as life played itself out and I, you know, re not necessarily removed, but wheeled back my yearning and my want for this relationship because I could see things unraveling in a place in, in a way that wasn't, um, wasn't, wasn't going to work. Um, that transition started to, to become visible, if you will. And it turned me off where I was like, I would never go down that route. 
So, you know, that resistance that I was getting slowly but surely was to, you know, pull him in a different direction that I was in. And, you know, it was, it was very interesting to, to see him, um, down the line and to see, you know, where he's, where he is and what he's up to and know that that's just not something I would have ever considered. Um, definitely, I'm definitely in a, in a better place, um, just mentally, spiritually, you know, emotionally, um, the relationship following that was pretty interesting as well, too. Um, it was interesting because now remember I talked about remember I talked about my own um personal things that like I came from. So the environment that I came from. Um at that time, um I was, you know, quote unquote starting adulting and um had some sort of independence. And I met someone who was completely opposite from what I was used to. There's something about finding the gem, meaning the individual that no one really knows or no one really talks about, especially when you're from a place like Miami and you're like, oh man, you found somebody who's a foreigner, like not from here. You almost feel like you have a win because when you grow up in you know, the real Miami, everyone knows everyone or knows of them. And so for me, having the privacy, the exclusivity, um, was definitely something I was interested in and really liked. He definitely brought a different, um, dynamic to our relationship. He was definitely on the process, more in the streets. He was definitely from the streets. Okay. He was definitely from the streets to be honest with you guys. And it, I, we had such a tough time of trying to do the straight and narrow. Cause I was not going to be with the streets. I'm always, I've always been a follow the rules, you know, do the right thing kind of girl. So he definitely wasn't going to swing me over to that side and no one else has ever made me become on that side. But my role in relationship role in the relationship was to keep us, you know, on the straight and narrow, keep us, you know, where we needed to be. And it was the quote unquote bad boy or the recklessness, if you will, of him that, you know, ultimately created fear in me that maybe I'd gone a little too deep. Um, and another major part was the codependency that started to develop over time where I didn't necessarily feel completely like I had, um, the freedom that I needed. So even though I like to be independent, um, as far as, you know, being an adult, having my own space, even within my relationship, I like to be independent. Um, so not just the relationship itself, be independent of family or friends, et cetera, but the individual, meaning myself, likes to be independent as well too. So I, I realized my personal independence was starting to be taken away because there was this expectation that um, we weren't supposed to do anything without one another. We were supposed to cease, be so interlocked. There was no way of creating separation. And you know, I had some really, really tough times that I was going through and I wanted an escape. I didn't want to be home. And so after losing my job, you know, and starting school, I resorted to to staying with him and involving myself more into his, his world and his environment. And that was very toxic. Um, he just, he had a lot of trouble with the dynamic of his family, the generations of his family. He came from his, his grandparents, the sweetest things of life, super humble, um, Islanders. And they just wanted to do right, live the American dream, keep it calm and collected. And the, his mother and that generation, um, had more of a survival mode. Um, because even though that, you know, his, his grandparents, were able to relocate, that didn't mean that they set their their children up to be able to thrive in the America that we have today. And so they resorted to doing unconventional things. And I think a lot of generations can speak to this, that, you know, the straight and narrow doesn't work for everybody because of skin color, because of culture, because of 
criticism, judgment, um, you know, things like that, status, social status. And so he, in turn, became a product of that. And so his mindset, um, sincerely, like genuinely, like hardwired that. And to me, it made no sense. So that created friction when we tried to, you know, hope get him on the straight narrow, if you will, that didn't work out. There was tons of, um, you know, tons of obstacles with that, you know, and I found that I was experiencing more trauma, you know, if you will, of just that toxic relationship, um, when it came to his home life and what he was involved with and I needed out and that dynamic just did not work. It just, it, it became to a point where it was a, it was a task. It was a chore. Um, and, um, it made it really challenging separating because there was so much intertwinement of just expectation of your routine and knowing of your routine. It almost felt like, um, the, the movie enough where I had to like fight to be able to get out. And so that then developed a paranoia, paranoia, para, I was paranoid that I was going to, um, have to deal with the consequences of removing myself from the relationship. And so I think for even maybe like a year, I was basically kind of in hiding because I didn't want to deal with the, um, the, the result of dealing with somebody who was so codependent of you. So that was a very interesting time in my life. Um, obviously there's so much more to these relationships, but I want you guys to hopefully go on a quick journey with me about the ins and outs and why I've gotten to this place. Following that relationship, went into another one, not immediately after, um, cause I was definitely quote unquote in hiding, um, where that one was interesting. That one was very interesting because it definitely touched upon parts of my, um, what do you call it? I don't even know what you want to call it, but like the, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in the baby carriage. That was my complete, like, thought process with that relationship. That was like, oh yes, this is how we're going to go. This is what's going to happen. Um, it definitely was a, uh, a spark, a, a, a very vigorous fire. Um, if you will, not even just a spark, a very vigorous fire, a very intense relationship definitely my most intense relationship to date. Um, and there, but there were so many obstacles, so many obstacles, the dynamics in that relationship definitely dealt with two leaders. And so a lot of times there were, there were friction because of, you know, I would say one thing, he would say another thing. Um, it would be my way versus his way. And it was his give and take, always a give and take, always a give and take. We didn't do well with communication, um, because of the fact that, um, we were very strong headed, very strong headed individuals and definitely were very driven. Um, our support systems were really great and there's different parts of relationships. So when you explain your relationship or open your relationship up to your friends and family, there's no way you can articulate the exact feelings, reactions, emotions, um, experience that you're having in a way that makes them feel like they have the front seat. And I don't care what anybody says about, oh, I know her relationship with so-and-so. You don't know everything. You're not going to know everything. You're not going to know how everything is 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 affecting that person, how they're dealing with things, how they're going through things. And, you know, even if you are completely wide open, unless you have a complete open relationship and that person is involved, it's very hard for someone to figure out what exactly is going on. I say that to say that, you know, as vocal as I was with where we were at, um, you know, and we both, us both having support systems on either our our sides, we were dealing with very critical times in our life where I was trying to get my career set up. He was trying to complete college and start a new chapter and his, his support system and my support system recognized how fragile and vulnerable we were of if we didn't focused individually on what mattered, 
we could really, really, really hurt um, ourselves um, long term. And so they kind of stepped in on either end and made it very clear that it was best that we focus on our endeavors separately. Um, on top of the triggers that are the issues that he and I had, it made it very challenging to navigate. Now, fast forward to um, another relationship. Now, in between this, I want to be very clear. I was definitely single, um, did single things and enjoyed being single just for the clarity because it was just so enlightening and so invigorating. I did have moments in which I was actively dating and completely fine with that and chose to do that because I wanted to have less restriction and I wanted to experience life from a place of um, opportunity. And I did that wholeheartedly because I felt like not necessarily physically, but just, you know, enjoying the freedom, enjoying the access that people gave me, guys gave me attention, you name it. Um, I talked about the one guy that I liked so much and he did not like me and um, it did not work in my favor in the end. Um, That was a time when I was single and just, you know, pursuing or enjoying having access or opportunity with individuals that probably weren't going to turn into a relationship, but I didn't necessarily know that, or I was okay with it not turning into a relationship because being a relationship type of person, I know the work and the time and the effort and the involvement and the energy it takes. And there have been times in my life where I just didn't want to worry about that. I didn't want to think about that. I didn't want to have to deal with that. And I was completely okay with just enjoying someone's time for that moment of time. Um, but this one is, this episode is, is strictly on relationships. So that's why it seems like, oh, one year was this next year was this person. Next, <laughs> it really wasn't. There was a lot of breaks in between, um, strictly because I needed to, to regroup. I never was the type of person. It was like, leave one person, go to the next person. First, I felt icky. And second of all, I felt like I needed a mental break. Um, and to, 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 to almost like let time go by to remove, not remove, but distance the memories that I had of that person. So for me, I'm very, I associate a lot of different experiences and memories with individuals or circumstances or times of my life. And to, to flip the switch for those who do listen, no judgment for, for me, I, you know, it just doesn't work like that. I can't, it's like, this guy was in my house last week and now you're here and it just feels awkward. And I feel like I'm out here and I don't want to be out here. So anyways, um, but yes, the following relationship was also very interesting. I actually decided to open that up, um, because I recognize how deeply he enjoyed me and, um, appreciated me and rec and saw me in ways that, um, I'm always conscious of being, um, and I really enjoyed how he just, he paid attention to little things and made me feel special, definitely made me feel special. And I was hesitant about that because I knew he required a lot of work. Now going back to my, I think it was like my third relationship where you were talking about somebody from the streets who doesn't operate in regular society. Um, that kind of work of just trying to get somebody on their own feet is really, really stressful. It's really stressful, really hard. And this is what we call like, you like people who are projects that are, you know, work in, you know, work in progress. Technically we all are work, work in progress, but there's different levels of degrees. So you can be an interior designer where you strictly just come in and you just add pillows, change out rugs, stuff like that. And you spruce up the place, or you can be like a developer where you choose the land, you irrigate, you do, there's different levels of the, the, the construction here. Um, and being that I had dealt with someone from my past like that made me hesitant. Um, he definitely had certain things going for him. Um, definitely had his own money, a good job, you know, had a, his own life. Um, but you know, over time, that dynamic was pretty, I wouldn't say dependent because he was not dependent of me at all. 
Um, but it was, there was a definite limit to where he wanted to see, where he saw himself and where he wanted to go because I'm so ambitious and I'm always striving for more. I found that over time, my, um, desire to reach the top, to go further, to do bigger and better things. He didn't see that vision. He took it as, um, me, I was, I was merging further and further away from he and I and what we wanted. So the idea of me doing the things that I needed to do to develop myself as an individual, um, became a threat to him, you know, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that. So remember I talked about it before you have the independence of a relationship, but then the independence of an individual, me as an individual, I wanted to be independent. He didn't like that. That was a threat to him. And although he was definitely dedicated and completely committed to the relationship and, you know, definitely came with his own energy of, um, we communicated, we, you know, we definitely could work well in a partnership of getting things done, taking care of things. He was super supportive in a sense that like, if I needed help, you know, always making the effort, but there were limitations because of just how much, um, how much leeway he genuinely wanted to give me. And that wasn't going to work. And my expectations of him as an individual to further advance himself, he fell short of doing that. And that ultimately was the demise of our relationship where I realized I can't be stagnant. I can't continue to operate in the same bubble. I need achievement. I need goals. I need, um, growth. And so that then led to my current relationship where just cultivating all of those experiences and the degrees of those experiences led me to two core things that I wanted to definitely implement and start and create a constant in my relationship of having, um, of being intentional with everything um, is to communicate. So funny enough, I end up getting my degree in communications and um, I start to practice and learn communication, not only just in the written sense because of my career, but also just in just dialect and um, working with others, team building, problem solving, all of those sort of things. I started to absorb podcasts that you hear people articulating certain things in certain ways. You hear people discussing or recounting experiences, um, educating you on opportunities. You hear sermons that go and express challenging times in their life and the way that they break it down. All of those sort of things over time leading up to this current relationship, I had been exposed to and especially in the break of these relationships, um, restrain myself from, you know, not indulging in foolishness and gossip and something that wasn't beneficial for me, um, ultimately. And so communication was huge of just honesty, um, access to your thoughts, access to your goals and your aspirations, And then the other thing was growth. So as an individual growth and individual as a couple, as a partnership, um, I felt like those, those two things were hand in hand. There was a, there was a, um, I have to bring this up because it's so relevant. So, you know, as I talked about in the beginning, the, when it came to relationships and stuff and how a lot of it is very secretive or, um, the the parts that matter the most are held back because of the fear of being judged and criticized and all of those sort of things. Um, I watched a, <clears throat> I watched a, I'm trying to remember a video with Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, and they talk about the evolution of their relationship. And at that point I was already in this current relationship, but you know, it definitely gave, you know, woke me up and opened my eyes to the fact that relationships, at least long-standing relationships from their perspective or their relationship in general, it dies and comes back and it it shows up differently and it feels differently and it looks differently. 
And my um, overall expectation or just thoughts on that was that with a relationship, it is a continuous flow. It is two individuals who are destined to be together. It is two individuals who um, who completely make sense or understand one another. Or if it's meant to be, it, it'll flow and it'll make sense and it'll be... That was my interpretation of relationships. So when that, when actual relationships that I've been in didn't fit that, that mold, I ultimately thought like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Um, there is something wrong with this relationship. I am now diagnosing the relationship because I'm like, okay, we've gone left. This is not making sense. Something's off. Um, as I started sourcing more information about relationships in general, whether it be for my dream team and just talking about the frictions that they had and the, the challenges they had or the griefs that they held because of doing things incorrect, not necessarily incorrectly, but in a way that they weren't happy with, it genuinely allowed me to realize that no relationship is the same. Um, there's no relationship that is perfect, obviously. There's no relationship that is going to be textbook. Um, and, you know, as you change, it then affects the relationship. It then affects the the trajectory. All of those sort of things um, come up. And so I had to design things to me that were grounding to give me the, the stability and the comfortability that I needed, but also give me the freedom to say that's not a part of um, what I'm asking, that's a part of the free world in a sense that it can happen. It can grow, change, evolve, whatever that's, that's normal. Um, it definitely, definitely gave me a lot more insight as to what, um, I was dealing with and what it was more like, um, in being in a relationship in real life. Now there are just like in everything, there are unicorns in this world. There are, you know, happy accidents. There are tons of things that happen that could, there's a huge spectrum when it comes to relationships. So this is not, there's no definite, um, diagnosis when it comes to relationships, but I want to be very clear that even with that being said, um, even with that being said, it's important for you to in my opinion, define or find ways that you can feel drawn to your relationship or keep some sort of gauger with your relationship, especially when you're dealing with times that you're unhappy. Now, in every relationship that I've been with, been in, I've been unhappy. Um, I've definitely been unhappy. I've been hurt. I've been lied to. I've been tried. I've been, um, thank God I've never been abused physically um, more verbally that I really know. I mean, I've definitely had nasty arguments, but, um, you know, it's definitely been some low points, low points. I didn't gain so much weight. I listen, there are so many things that I can't even get into that I've had where those things stand out, but then there have been beautiful, beautiful moments where I'll never forget it. of just feeling, valued and appreciated and loved and embraced and welcomed and appreciated. Um, so there, there's, there's the spectrum is definitely there within that, but a couple things that I would recommend in just, just navigating relationships or a partnership. One, know thyself, know yourself, understand, always be self-aware who you are, always be a work in progress, always be a person who is trying to continue to be a student to life. Don't think you know it all. Don't even think you know that person completely front to back. Um, because if you do, then, you know, there's, there's something up because just like with everything in life, things change. Um, so I would definitely recommend you always know yourself and who you are And even though you probably are going to find times where you're going to go further away from who you are, where you lose yourself. I've done those things before. You know, I've definitely lost myself where I've, I've definitely found myself being more invested in the relationship than myself and not even knowing who I was, what I liked, you know, that relationship where I'm dealing with someone who, 
you know, is so completely dependent of me, ultimately you go into nurturing mode and you're like, okay, what do you need? And how can I help you? And let's grow, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, is that you, you hurt yourself, hurt yourself pretty bad in trying to, to do that. Um, and when you come out of those things, you almost feel like you were drowning. You didn't even know it because you're like, now I'm breathing. And I'm like, <gasps> kind of breathing, not just in and out. Like, I'm like, whoa, I hadn't gasped for air in so long. Um, so trust me, there's some, there's some interesting things going on behind the scenes there of all relationships. Um, there's been relationships where I've been just not myself of like, anytime something didn't go in the direction I thought it was, or in a way that triggered me, I broke up with the person. Like every other day we were breaking up every, just toxic, just toxic because of lack of communication. Um, communication is so important. I would recommend to stop arguing. Now that's really hard, but I've been able to find ways within my current relationship to do that. Um, strictly because I try to fixate on the issue, us attacking the issue, not the issue attacking us or using the issue to attack them um, or vice versa. So <clears throat> it's it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. But checking yourself and your emotions and explaining the issues that you're facing. So if you already are irritated and that person said something that's irritating, um, you know, acknowledging that. So expressing your emotions and your feelings, which are the issue, but not using your emotions to be the catalyst of how you deal with things. Seek help, individual help. You know, you guys know that I'm in therapy for me. Um, it's important to keep me stable. It's important for me to keep myself grounded and identify who I am and love on me. Um, take care of yourself. So as an individual, taking care of the things that you are responsible for, your health, your well-being, and that could be spiritual, that could be relationship with God, that can be um, physical. It literally is everything related to you where you have to put in the effort for and getting the support where you need to, where you need it. Um, taking care of that individual is really what it is. Um, another thing to consider is with growth, always have some sort of goals or direction or um, dreams that you have that you are actively, actively, hear me, actively um, trying to obtain. So not the concept of those dreams, not the theory of those dreams, but active steps on making those dreams happen. And if they don't work out, continuing to find something else to devote your time and energy to. That is super, 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 super helpful in just having one foot in front of the other at all times. And not just being stagnant and kind of just drifting away, having one foot in front of the other. Um, Another huge part of it all, especially with relationships and entering relationships, is there are gonna there's gonna be baggage there, and that goes again with taking care of yourself. There's going to be baggage. There's gonna be uncomfortable moments. There are gonna be things in you that um, can affect that relationship. Taking accountability of the things that you did not tend to you the 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 snowball that you allow to become this huge, huge, dangerous, um, vehicle for you to then thrust into this relationship and sprinkle in, you have to take accountability in that. You have to be vulnerable enough to admit when you're wrong and how you, um, definitely created more of an issue than there needed to be, or you didn't have the tools And also require that of your spouse. I think that's important for accountability to be very present in your relationship. Um, Something else that I would also include when it comes to relationships is taking your time. What I mean by that is when you are dealing with an issue or dealing with certain things, sometimes it's not done in in a discussion one day. It may take a couple of days or a season um, in which you are just trying to deal with and and completely unravel what it is you're dealing with. Think of it as like a rope um, 
that had gotten really, really tangled. And instead of untangling it, you just got frustrated and you start using scissors and you just start like ripping it apart. It, it ultimately is still usable if you unravel it step by step and taking your time, but it's easier to just cut it where you think it's connected and, and, and try to make use of what's left. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you can make use of every piece of that rope. So taking the time to unravel it and pay attention to it when it's getting caught up in certain things that can definitely help ease everything. Now, for those of you who, um, like myself, have participated or participating in construction projects, <laughs> um, which can be a partner or spouse where you are heavily invested in their growth and you are the inspiration, you are the navigator, you are the the main person behind the light um, and who they are and who they're trying to be. Something that I would definitely, definitely recommend for you is not only the things that I've already said, but as a check-in moment, so as as a way to verify that you are not completely um, drowning yourself, is to make sure that you are obviously taking care of yourself, but you are also, as you as an individual, are on your own path and you are still making active steps one foot in front of the other. So even though you may have this quote-unquote project on one end of the spectrum, on the other end, you're still moving with life you're still participating in life. You're still actively um, making an effort to show up for yourself. The reason why I say that is one, that's a key reason why you would lose yourself. And two, it also reminds you that you're still a priority. You still are the priority. Um, You cannot, you know, fill up someone else's cup with an empty cup. So filling up your own cup is a great way to remind yourself and also just to make sure that you are doing what's best for you. And with that, that creates that light. That's what, that's a generator right there. That's the, that's the the whole hub of it all. Um, because you're going to get burnt out. You're going to become tired. You're going to become overwhelmed. You're going to become, um, unmotivated. (laughs) You're going to become uninspired you know, you're going to struggle with being innovative. You're going to struggle with communicating at times. That's completely normal because you are splitting up your time or your energy and your focus on someone else who may be hitting a wall every single time, or may still trying to struggle to get to a place where they feel comfortable with themselves. So that's completely normal. That's to be expected, but a great way to check in to say, can I manage this? Can I genuinely continue doing this? Is if you find that you are depriving yourself of your essentials and not filling up your cup enough, then yes, you've gone too far or you are not um, mindful of what you need and you have to be, that has to be front and center. That's definitely something I've learned over time is that neglecting myself does nothing for anybody. It genuinely doesn't feel like, feel good. You feel alone because if you think about it, if you're working on a project, that project has no idea what the project manager is going through because they're just one piece of a bigger puzzle. So making sure that you are put together, um, as much as you can will make a difference for yourself and everybody else involved. Um, Another key thing with relationships, again, is just having the grace and the patience to know that the individual that you're currently dealing with is not a repeat, is not the, the, a person who is of a right, is from right now. That individual is made up of a past and there are things that happen in relationships that trigger so many parts of your past. I can't tell you guys how many times things from my past have come up and I've been unable or unprepared to deal with it. And I find that from my experience with some men, um, that they are so out of touch and unaware of the depths of their past and how much they struggle with connection and empathy. And again, this is not all men, this is some men, because of the cultural norm of stepping up, taking care of what you got to take care of, keep yourself hardened, keep yourself together, keep yourself moving forward. You know, that ultra high masculine, um, way of approaching things that doesn't allow you to feel, doesn't allow you to stop and breathe and take that in for what it is. 
definitely um, creates a lack of connection and bonding um, that you more likely sense in some other women. So um, that that definitely makes it very challenging when in relationships um, or just with individuals in general who have taken on that type of um, experience. But there's so much more behind it. It could be abandonment. It could be a lack of access to love or physical touch. Um, it could be a, a triggered event that from then on, it just completely turned this invisible, hard to find switch off that they cannot access. And only you, maybe only you are the only one that gives them that freedom to feel like they can be that person again. There's so much behind that. But again, the only way to be able to dissect that, understand that, deal with that is if you are self-aware, if you are actively being self-aware as an independent person, I can tell you my flaws. I can tell you my fears. I can tell you my triggers. I can tell you the, the where these things stem from. Um, I'm learning how to deal with them better, differently, more productively. That is the key. That is the biggest difference. But if you are completely in the dark of what it is that is back there, the skeletons that exist, the frustrations that exist, the triggers that exist, it makes it nearly impossible, nearly impossible for you to have a healthier version of your relationship or being in the best type of relationship. Having someone who is vulnerable or is okay with being vulnerable and has chosen chosen to draw strength from their spirit, their their faith, um, their efforts and conquer or master um, themselves over and over and over again is such a blessing and such a blessing in disguise. We all have to embrace that and understand damaging one another does not does not heal anything. It just makes it worse. So being in tune of who you are, what your limits are, putting up those boundaries, even within your relationships, um, makes such a difference in how you navigate them. I will be honest with you. I by far do not have a perfect relationship. I'm not claiming to have one. Uh, I will never have a perfect relationship, but I will say that as an individual participating in a relationship, I find that I am having better results of advocating or strictly requiring communication to be number one and growth to be number one. Um, Yes, those are two number ones, but they are number one in the relationship and they play a a huge role in stabilizing myself um, independently and also within the relationship. And then the other part is the communication that has allowed me to overcome a lot of fears and um, having uncomfortable conversations and being more comfortable within the uncomfortable that I've never been able to do before in fear because I was in fear of the response or the fact that I didn't know how to communicate that correctly. Um, there's a safe way to do so. There are many tools and tricks and ways that could be comfortable for you down the line, but practicing those things and being adamant of those things sets the tone and the expectations within the relationship in ways that for some people who come from a lot of trauma and um, triggers and struggles, it creates a, a goal to, to, to obtain and a direction that is necessary in order to to be healthier. Um, and having patience in general, you know, definitely makes a world of a difference, especially when you're unsure if you're on the right track. Again, it's having that self-check of like, where am I at? What am I doing? Am I being held back? Am I being hurt? Am I being, um, not myself? Things of that nature definitely help you adjust and identify, okay, am I doing the right thing? And how am I doing the right thing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's basically it that I would, I would recommend, or just, I want you guys to know when it comes to that, I would definitely, a big, big kind of thing of mine that has come up more recently, more than ever is to talk to other couples or, um, have something, a discussion related to this. So if this is something you guys are interested in or want to know more about, um, feel free to reach out to me, sam at everythingandme.com or um, check out everythingme.com or, you know, write me, DM me on Instagram. 
I'll definitely be there to chat with you guys and just see if that's something you guys are interested in seeing. And that would be in video format. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to me and supporting me. It definitely means a lot to me. I will never, never, never not acknowledge all the listeners and everyone who <clears throat> has spent time with me. This is a very long episode. This is actually one of the longest episodes I think I've ever had. And this is kind of why I've been avoiding it because I know I wanted to go in depth and there's tons of other things I could have definitely gone into more depth with, but I think just for the sacred, uh, the, the, the sense of staying on topic here and talking about the dynamics of a relationship, you know, being careful as far as the energy you bring in and you, you demand. And then as you grow, maybe you shift and you kind of say, okay, I want to go in a different direction. Maybe you were super, super leader like, and then you shift and want to go into a different direction. I can't tell you how many times, um, that's occurred, um, in relationships that I've been in and relationships that I know of. And that's create, create a big source of friction and tension because somebody could be caught off guard or no longer invested in a relationship for that specific reason. They, they sought out that relationship because, you know, going back to my, one of my original responses is that somebody wanted to cook and now they're like, I don't want to cook anymore. And that was a mega break. That was a big deal. So, um, growth communication definitely helps ease that experience and allows everybody on board to be able to have the freedom and the flexibility to make decisions, react in a way that they feel comfortable in and, you know, navigate or decide on what exactly makes sense for them. So I hope that this um, was beneficial for you guys. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.